Hey everyone, so I hope all is good. Hope you had an amazing Christmas and an amazing new year. And you are, yeah, I'm really excited for work for 2023 to see exactly what's coming up. So this is gonna be a kind of a Q&A style from the Female Fat Loss Program that is kind of currently working and, and kind of going on at the minute. And then there is a brand new one starting on the 9th of January. So what does that program entail? It entails a tailored program to you, home or gym. You've got workouts with videos for you as well. You've got weekly Q and A's with myself. You've got my fitness pal recipe books. You've got tailored calories, nutrition for yourself. You've got hands-on coaching. You've got a Facebook group, but like-minded individuals as well. And I think what the biggest thing for me is, is people coming back into the group to make sure they've got that accountability, the process is working for them. I recently shared a story up on one of my clients who's been working with me for a little while. And it kind of struck a chord for a lot of people in relation to it wasn't like poverty calories or very, very low calories. It wasn't anywhere near 1200 calories. And that person was seeing amazing results. And I think it shocked a lot of people. And it's amazing to see that that is happening. So if you're interested in working with me in the Female Fat Loss Program starting on the 9th of January, there is one more space left. So it's first come, first served. As soon as that link is clicked and the checkout is hit, the link will close. So if you are interested in working with me on that element, click on the link. If you want more one-to-one -one coaching on a hands-on basis and you have me on WhatsApp Monday to Friday and we have weekly check-ins, tailored calories, everything. So if you're interested in that either, there's two links below. One is the Female Fat Loss, female fat loss Program starting on the 9th of January. The second one is the one-to-one -one coaching online that you'll have me Monday to Friday, and it's a hell of a lot more hands-on. It's something if you're looking into to really, really get to the nitty-gritty of your understanding around food and get improve your relationship with food, get rid of that all-or-nothing mindset, and do the opposite of what you normally do on the first of January, which is take out all your favorite foods, feel miserable, give up at about six weeks. That's what we don't want to do, and that's what these two programs have been created. So I hope you guys enjoy the next episode. Hey everyone! So welcome to today's Q and A, and I know. And I hope you had an amazing Christmas and are ready to kind of link in and kind of have a, a thought about kind of a few things. And it's the questions that are kind of coming in over the last little while, I think are going to be this is kind of like kind of questions that have been kind of coming through DMs and kind of questions that have been coming through the female fat loss program that's kind of been running. And there's a lot of stuff kind of going on at the minute a lot of people are kind of be going on plan off plan looking for quick fixes all these kind of things and the biggest piece of advice i would say to you is make 2023 the year that you try to get a better relationship with food um and we all hear like i hear a lot of things with client clients on a daily basis about things that are kind of protecting them like i've been in kind of like diet mode for X amount of time or it's I've grown up with the diet and mindset and I'm in my 50s or my 60s or my 70s or whatever it may be but that still leaves like potentially 20 or 30 years or 40 years for you to live a dieting free mindset and understanding what you can do around food I know a lot of people have been having a little bit more food over Christmas and rightly so I have definitely done that. I've definitely had a little bit more food than my body probably needs. But the thing that definitely worked for me wasn't restricting myself into mass destruction and it's not going to lead me to anywhere. It's what most people probably need to do is do the actual opposite of what they do on a majority of the time, which is 
restrict, then they end up overeating and having this binge restrict cycle and repeating that pattern over and over again. So one of the things I'm gonna talk about now, which kind of can come up an awful lot in January, which is perfect eating and how this can ultimately sabotage your weight loss. So is the actual idea of the perfect eating sabotaging your health? So this kind of can sound like when it comes to health, are you either on or off the plan, on diet, off the diet, whatever it may be. And you kind of can label food as good or bad. And kind of do you ever wonder how everyone else seems to do it, but you can't stick to things? Do you go from healthy eater to a tub of ice cream after a particular low day or a bad day, whatever it may be? I think that is more common than a lot of people want to realize. And it's the, and I can, I can see it. And I've been there myself when I was at my lowest point, which wasn't too long ago. It was in 2017. wasn't too long ago. My thing was ice cream. My thing was crisp. And I still enjoy ice cream. But it's one of those things when, when people are can be struggling with their body and they're always trying to lose weight that they end up thinking that they need to be perfect to eat in order to be healthy and to be skinny and to be happy because society has put those pressures onto people and after a weekend of eating the wrong food for eating too much they wake up on monday morning and then they think that this is going to be a different time and that's what's going to happen that, that mindset can crop in for you now if you look at every time that you've potentially looked at new year new me that kind of bs that kind of happens you're going to end up falling into that same trap of perfect eating and that's going to end up sabotaging and making your journey a hell of a lot harder for yourself you would look at for you would create an end up creating you could end up creating a list of banned foods that you wouldn't eat anymore you create silly food rules around food not allowing yourself to have some food or like sweets or chocolate or carbs or whatever it might be and you cut out all these sugar refined carbs alcohol coffee drink dairy gluten carbs there's not a whole lot of foods left and a lot of people can believe that the none of these foods believe to are like none of the food that are in that list are good they all believe that they're bad and they're going to do something a lot of people can relate to what I've just said and people can kind of try this tactic a lot. And then there'll be some times that you would eat perfectly, train hard for weeks and months and then before end up before you fail. And other times you barely last a few days or hours before you start falling off the bandwagon. And as we know, and as I've spoken about on previous episodes, the bandwagon isn't a thing. It really isn't a thing. And each time you end up starting that strategy, you actually created this philosophy or strategy or story in your head. This time is going to be different. This time I'm going to be good. This time I'm going to have more willpower. This time I'm going to have more strength. This is going to have a lot of different things that you tell your story and you blame yourself. You shame yourself. You get food guilt. You say that I'm a bad person. I have, lo- I have low willpower, I have low self-esteem, all these different things. And you kind of say I'm sabotaging, but could it be, is it sabotage or is it that you're being impatient? Is it the wrong tactic? Whatever it may be. But, after having a big Christmas season or having had a big New Year's or a big December, whatever it may be, it's very tempting to cut out everything that you can think of. But it's an extreme trap. It's an extreme measure. It's an extreme measure of self-sabotage. And from someone who teaches and imparts and hopefully imparts this element to people is that the, the idea of perfect eating doesn't work. It doesn't really exist. There are rules and limits and beliefs that you have and you're projecting onto the food. The food isn't the issue. It's what you see and how you project yourself. 
And there are very important things you need to know about the perfect eating myth and how it's actually sabotaging your, your health and weight loss attempts. Number one is perfection doesn't last very long. It doesn't last very long. So after a few weeks or months of going full pelt, saying no to fun things, January, dry January, or cutting out all your favorite foods in January, you start to feel deprived and restricted. And next thing you know, what happens is you aren't exercising at all. You don't care much about the veggies. Life ramps up. Life goes back to normal in February when there's Valentine's. And that's generally when the kind of like the, the kind of the new year, new me tends to go is Jan is February around Valentine's Day. You, you've eaten, you've taken, you stopped exercising, you've stopped doing any of your steps. You've just gone back into old habits. Everyone can maintain extreme. Everyone can maintain perfect diets for a bit. But can you maintain it for the rest of your life? So one of the big things that I say to clients is you need to change that narrative of what the actual word diet means. And like the word diet for a lot of people is restriction. It's I can't have this. It's a bad food. Listing long lists of, of food. It's misery. It's being uncomfortable. It's failure. They're the type of words that are attached to it. But what happens if we, we make 2023 the year that we reword, re rejig or kind of redefine what diet, the word dieting means does dieting mean way of life if you think of it like that it makes it have a lot easier so if you're thinking of something and looking at a starting a new diet in january ask yourself this very important question can you stick to it longer than a month can you stick to it longer than six months i'm not saying that you need to be on a calorie deficit which is eating less than your body needs for six months what i am saying is can you adhere to what you are doing for more than a week can you stick to it for more than six months and if the answer is no to either of those questions it's probably not the diet for yourself ask another question is this diet going to impact on my relationship with food if the answer is yes well then is it really the best option for you is it going to impact my self-esteem is it going to be the really best diet for you if you can't any of answer of any of those questions positively, is it the best option and solution for you going into 2023? The next one is perfect eating isn't healthier. It's hard to believe that actually eating the favorite food, the food that you enjoy in moderation is healthier for you than actual perfect eating. But why is that? Like we have to understand like there's this fear around this food. There's a fear around kind of like losing control. But why? Because it's more consistent. When you eat something in moderation, everything in moderation, you can maintain it for longer. If you think about it, when you spend all your money, you haven't got a whole lot left to live off for the rest of the month and you wonder why things are a little bit tight. But if you potentially save for a, little, for, for a few months for a holiday rather than spending all your money, you'll get to a goal. You'll get to where you want to go. You can maintain it for longer. You'll be a lot more fulfilled. Health is about consistency rather than being good for a few weeks and end up eating the whole entire kitchen. Perfect eating often leads to food guilt, which is number three, which can ultimately lead to emotional eating. If you believe that eating chocolate or bread is bad or not allowed, then you're more than likely going to end up feeling guilty after you eat them. Bread isn't the issue. Chocolate isn't the issue. These foods have been in our lives for a very, very long time. What happens is this false psychotomy comes in and creeps in for people and saying, well, I've every time like last time i lost weight i cut out carbs well no you lost weight because you were in a calorie deficit you were eating less than your body needs but you're associating with cutting out a food group with successful dieting that's what you're associating with last time i cut out uh, chocolate 
I lost weight. No, no, you lost weight because you were eating less calories than you need. It wasn't because you cut out chocolate. The cho- cutting out the chocolate made you restrict. It made you go into a calorie deficit and you weren't able to adhere to it. But when this whole thing of what happens when you actually get food guilt around food, food becomes more emotionally linked to what you eat. So you'll eat it and you'll go for it for more comfort. You'll Next time you're emotional, you're going to find that's something that makes you feel good. When your life ramps up, when you get stressed, when the kids are acting the ham, when work ramps up, had an argument with a partner, feeling a little bit anxious, feeling a little bit lonely, feeling a little bit down, whatever it may be. And what is actually better than actually giving yourself something that's off limits? We create a story, we create a narrative that I deserve this because I feel like this. But what about the narrative, I deserve to give this food to myself each day so that I don't punish myself when I have that food. You will, We all overeat. We overeat at Christmas and it was a good time. Overeating doesn't always happen at negative times. We overeat sometimes for like birthdays, Easter's, whatever it may be. But creating this rule around food or this false dichotomy around food is what's going to stop an awful lot of people making the progress that they actually want. Look at perfect news feeds as well. They're fake. When your news feed on social media is filled with salads, smoothies, workouts and abs, it's likely to think that healthy people are doing this health so-called inverted commas, eating perfectly all day. They don't. People love to show off what they're doing and keep the less non-perfect actions and choices that they do and have low down. You don't know what they're eating in the evenings. If you think about it, a lot of people are posting during the day, but they're not really showing what's going on in the evenings. And social media is going to be there. So it's up to you to make 2023 the year that you create your feed. There's a lot more food being kind of promoted, these recipe books being promoted by certain people uh, that a lot of people are looking for these kind of recipes that are going to help them. But you need to look at, right, look at through your social media right now, how many accounts of health and fitness people are actually helping you on your journey? How many people are actually aiding you on your journey rather than curtailing it or hindering it? What about this whole thing of you're allowed to eat sometimes food, sometimes? Like, if you cut out all the food that you so-called, inverted commas, called junk food, you can actually increase your cravings for those foods. So actually by having those things and giving yourself unconditional permission to eat that food occasionally. And the best thing to do that is maybe have those foods when you're out and about with friends rather than doing it in private. That way you're avoiding feeling deprived, but you're also help you're also helping to improve that relationship with food by making a positive interaction with it. By I'm having that chocolate brownie when I'm out with my parents. I'm having that ice cream when I'm out with my siblings. I'm having that pizza when I'm out without with, with your partner or your brother or your sister or your granny or whatever it may be. But the other thing is why not you the other element is you could have it each day. And that's one of the things I try to promote with clients on a daily basis. And you get this fear, you can see this fear in their face. Fear of losing control, but the, the ironic thing is, you're already you have you already haven't got control. The food's in control of you. So you need to look at it from a point of view of if you have it daily, you'll build up this trust with yourself that if you have it daily, you won't want it as much. Think of that big red button. All right. So eating healthy doesn't have to be have to be perfect. There's nothing wrong with pizza every so often. I have a takeaway maybe once every two weeks, once every three weeks, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It allows me to have, maybe have a date night. It allows me to 
be present with whoever I'm with. But you don't need to eat perfectly to have the so-called inverted commas perfect body or be to be healthy. And I had Simon Hill on. I always, this episode really stands out to me when he talks about, I asked him what healthy eating is. Healthy eating is, by definition for Simon Hill, is eating that doesn't impact your relationship with food. And if a lot of people can have this, a poor relationship with food and continue to try to restrict themselves out of it, try to continue to diet themselves out of it. But sometimes if you actually build that trust with yourself, look at what you're actually projecting onto that food. Is it a perfection thing? Is it a trauma? Is it grief? Look at the uncomfortable signs that you're having. A lot of the food that we have and we put up on pedestals is we put them so far out of reach and when we go for them, we blame ourselves, we shame ourselves. We say, I am a bad person for having these foods. And you end up feeling deprived. You end up going for those foods when you're emotional. You wonder why you go for those foods because you're telling yourself you can't have them. You associate them with eating in private. You associate them with eating in silence. You associate them with comfort. You associate with them when you're down and want those foods to pick you back up. The la- Another one that kind of comes up an awful lot is you can't fall off the bandwagon if you aren't on the bandwagon. You can only ruin a diet if you are on a restrictive diet. If you don't go on a restrictive diet, you just and, and you eat everything in moderation, you can't ruin anything. You don't you, you don't need to aim for perfect or create black and white rules around your eating. Oh, it's been guiding me for 30 or 40 years. I'm 60 years of age. And I have got a dieting mindset. It's always been there. It hasn't always been there. It was taught to you. So it can be it can be untaught to you. You just need to fight that little bit harder for it if you have the energy for it and you want to do that. Because all the energy has been given to avoiding the chocolate or the quality street or the roses during Christmas. And you're shaming yourself. You're blaming yourself. But doing another diet or doing another restrictive plan or whatever it may be is not going to work. When you're more fluid with your actual eating and listening to the body uh, or potentially like so often people won't I often people won't encourage counting calories for this reason. Because the counting calories can be like an exact calorie. But the approach that I may take with counting calories is I give a calorie range and work for a quick, quick a calorie average. And that calorie average will still allow someone to be in a calorie deficit. So a perfect example of that would be, so say if I allocate someone 2,000 calories, 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day. Multiply that by seven. That's 14,000 calories in a week. Now, if that person had 3,000 calories on Monday and Tuesday, an awful lot of people will say, that's I've fallen off the bandwagon, there's no point. So that's 6,000 calories consumed in two days. Now, if I subtract 6,000 from the 14,000, that leaves me 8,000 calories for the remainder of the week. So if I divide that by the five days left in the week, I get about 1,600 calories. So if I adjust and have 1,600 calories for the rest of the week each day, I can still be within my calorie deficit. I can still enjoy myself. I can still have my nights out on my weekend, have my date night or whatever it may be, and still get the results I want. But I've, I've removed rigid structure and allowed a little bit more of a fluid structure. Now, counting calories isn't for everyone. Counting calories isn't for everyone. Meal plans can aid some people and hurt other people. Counting macros can aid some people and hurt other people. It depends on where you're coming from. But if you're going into this with a restrictive mindset, improving your relationship with food in 2023 is going to aid you a hell of a lot more. A lot of people get confused with this whole element of what does eating everything in moderation actually mean? And it's different for each person. So for me, 
it means that I can enjoy the food that I want daily. Right now, like I'm about to finish up for Christmas when I'm recording this, about to go home and spend time with my family, have a home-cooked meal with my family and have an ice cream afterwards and hopefully have a a couple of cans of non-alcoholic Guinness. I also had ice cream last night. I also had a takeaway probably about three nights ago. I'm going out for meals probably three or four times in the next seven days. But for me, it's about the frequency, how my body actually feels, how my portion sizes are. I focus on no hard or fast rules. You need to find out what moderation means to you. It's going to be different from Laura. It's going to be different from Sarah. But it's giving you that trust of giving yourself permission to enjoy these foods again. So it can be very different for everyone else. It can be very different for us for Mary down the road. It can be very different for me. But it's building that trust with things. It really has to be that building that trust with things. But it there will be times you overeat. Or some people might call it mess up. I wouldn't say it's messing up. I would say it's learning. If you ever think about when you were in school, there was exams that you failed. There was exams that you didn't really study for or prep for. And you didn't do too great in them. But this isn't a test. This isn't a test. What this is, is basically building trust with yourself again. It's basically building character for yourself again. It's building that, removing that kind of reward, craving, restrict binge cycle that a lot of people can be in in 2023. It's changing the definition of what dieting is. It's changing that definition of perfect eating. It's changed that that way of more flexible. It's changed that diet, that, that way of 80-20 rule. 80% wholesome foods, 20% of the foods you enjoy. It's soul foods, as Leanne Ward calls it. Amanda Nybert's episode is pretty useful for getting rid of the all or nothing mindset. There are other episodes on it as well. It's not about trying harder. It's not about failing. It's not about any of that. What it is about, it's changing the approach. It's changing the outcome. It's changing the process. And for that to happen, you may need to park the idea of trying to lose weight in January. And that scares people. But if you focus on any of these strategies I'm going to talk about now of, right, pick one out of these four or five. Can I get regular meals in today? Can I get protein in with my main meals can i go for some form of exercise and can i get some sleep pick one of those four out so pick one of those four and focus on that for a week if you nail it for a week add on a second one if you can't even nail the first one there's a problem with the approach well a lot of people will be like no i have to go for the extreme it works for me before it's like no no if it worked for you before you wouldn't be this podcast would not resonate with you So make 2023 the year that you drop that all or nothing mindset. Work on that kind of like perfection mindset because it's not your all or nothing. It's your mindset. You're not perfectionist. It's a mindset. But they can also be stories that you're latched onto that are guiding you and making you act the same way. And that could end up sabotaging what you're trying to do. It could be sabotaging your journey. But ultimately, it's sabotaging your relationship with food and making your life harder. And we don't want to make our lives harder. Like we're in a kind of like a financial crisis at the minute. There's a war going on in a different country. Life is tough enough already. 
without us having to restrict ourselves, without having to punish ourselves. Like food is always going to be there. Food has always been there. But these city food rules and city ideas, if you actually challenge them, listen to where you've got, got them from, who are you taking the advice off? Are they social media? Are they Mary in the, in the office? Is it Karen in the kitchen? In, at, in, the, in, the, in school or whatever it may be, or in the, in the staff room? So you need to challenge that. And having the food a little bit more often will help you a lot more. Make it a more positive affirmation to yourself and reinforcement to yourself. Have it when you're out on meals with family and friends. Because the method of restricting yourself Monday to Friday, oh, I'm being good, you'll end up going gone by Wednesday and you'll end up feeling miserable and shaming yourself and putting yourself down. So, it's, it's looking from, instead of looking from a point of view of something, trying something new, like a restrictive plan or whatever it may be, try changing the approach to eating stuff in moderation. It's not about willpower. It's not about discipline. It's about adjusting that mindset for yourself. If this episode has resonated with you, please do DM me. If this episode has helped you in any way, please do DM me. If you're interested in working with me on a one-to-one basis to help you with this mindset, pop me a DM. Click on the link below and we'll get going. So thank you so much for listening to the episode. Really excited for the list of guests that's coming up in 2023. If there's anyone you want me to reach out and get on, pop us a message and we'll go from there. So thank you so much for listening to the episode.